Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. Episode 146 coming at you loud and strong. Welcome to Sports Yak. It is the Ron Reed episode. Ron Reed grew up in LaPorte, Indiana. Went to the University of Notre Dame, two-sport athlete, basketball and baseball. Went into the major leagues and won 146 games, pitching primarily for the Braves and the Phillies. Ron Reed. So the former Golden Domer, the former Laporte Slicer, honored with episode 146. You can follow the Sports Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. We'd like to welcome our new follower, Dean Corsmo. Dean Corsmo following the Yak. Good for him. <laughs> I hope to live up to the expectations he has set upon us. Well, I'm not sure you possibly could. Let's talk about Major League Baseball playoffs. What a game last night. Milwaukee took a 3-1 lead into the eighth inning against Washington. They brought out their ace, Josh Hader, left-hander who is particularly tough on left-handed hitters. In the last weekend of the regular season... Hader gave up an opposite field home run to a left-hand hitter from Colorado that helped cost the Brewers a very needed game on Saturday night. But Craig Council went back to him last night, and Hader got in trouble in the eighth, and for the first time in his career gave up back-to-back hits to left-handed hitters. And... The one off the bat of Juan Soto came with the bases loaded. Trent Grisham charging the ball because he wanted to be able to make a throw at the plate, and he ran right by the ball, and the ball goes past him, and instead of having a chance to cut down the tying run at the plate, all three runners come home, and the Nationals go on to beat the Brewers 4-3, to ending Milwaukee's season, and now Washington gets the Dodgers in the National League Divisional Series. Would that be why Bryce Harper was trending on Twitter overnight? Yeah, because Bryce Harper no longer with the Nationals 
and they finally win a playoff game. This was Washington's first win in a postseason game since, I believe, 1925 with the Senators. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while for our nation's capital to have any kind of success in baseball. As we are recording this podcast episode, what's happening tonight? Tonight, it's Oakland and Tampa Bay in the American League wild card. A couple of teams that got red hot in the month of September. The game in Oakland. And the A's will trot out a former Michiana player. Sean Manaya started his career at South Central High School. He would later transfer to Andrean and worked his way up into the bigs. Had uh, shoulder surgery 11 months ago and has made a comeback from that and has thrown very well for the A's during the month of September. And he'll take the hill tonight against Charlie Morton from Tampa Bay. The winner of this one, eh, they draw the Houston Astros for the uh, American League Divisional Series. Not an easy task. Editor's note, as long as we're with baseball for a few more moments, you had mentioned four players that Theo might talk to about the next coach. You said uh, Chris Bryant, and you said KB. Did you mean JB? I I think I had said, if I said Chris Bryant and, and KB, I obviously was redundant. The players that I expected Theo to talk to were Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and Lester. Okay. Someone asked about KB, and I said Coco beware. Well, that could be too. I think that'd be a good. Um, he's got a very good headbutt. Yes. And uh, he could try it out on the next manager. But it was interesting to hear Theo's comments on Monday. Theo took some of the blame upon himself. But in mentioning what he is looking for in a new manager, he really emphasized he wants somebody to build a team culture. And you could kind of read between the lines that, I don't think he was taking a swipe at Joe Madden, but Joe Madden's style was to let each individual kind of be their own guy and okay. and be responsible for developing themselves. And I think Theo wants the team to have more of a of a team culture, and he wants that manager to set the tone for that team culture. In my mind, if you are looking for that, the answer to that question is Joe Girardi. Now, I don't know that Theo's necessarily going to agree with me on that, but if you're looking for somebody to set a team culture, Joe Girardi did that with the Yankees. He did that as a player when he was with the Cubs. He was definitely the leader of that team. And that's really what he's all about. Now, Joe Girardi's going to cost you a lot of money. And Theo came out and said in the presser on Monday, money was not the issue with Joe Madden. It wasn't that they were paying him too much money. We'll see if that's communicated through action as well as word. Let me ask you this. The goal, too, of Theo is to put butts in seats. Well, the goal for Theo is to win a championship. But to put butts in seats, you've got to admit. But you, I mean, you've got but to, you don't have a problem putting butts in seats at Wrigley Field. Right. They show up whether they're winning or not. Do you think having the right coach in place does something for the fans showing up as well? No. No? Cub fans have shown up no matter what. Cub fans were showing up in 2013 and 2014 when they weren't very good. Okay. So 
That has not been a problem at Wrigley Field. That's not the issue for the Ricketts family. The issue for the Ricketts family, or I shouldn't say the issue for the Ricketts family because I don't really know how the Ricketts family thinks. The issue for Theo is he's there to win championships. I want another World Series. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to be remembered like the 85 Bears. The 85 Bears were a team. They won the title in 85, and everybody thought, man, this team is built to be a dynasty. And for the next five years, the Bears were always close, but never never there. And here we've had a Cubs team wins the series in 2016, LCS in 2017, wild card playoff in 2018, don't make the playoffs in 2019. So you've seen this gradual attrition, and Theo does not want to be a one-hit wonder in Chicago. Basketball season around the corner. The Irish get uh, another recruit. Kid by the name of Matt Zona, 6'9", out of Bergen Catholic High School in New Jersey. I was a little nonplussed when I saw the, uh, the teams Notre Dame was contending with for him. Brown, Davidson, George Washington, and Harvard aren't exactly your basketball powers. Uh, apparently, he was going to take visits to Penn State and Vanderbilt. They're nice, so are houseplants. So it's, it's not really a, a guy that's going to tip the scale, three-star recruit. But Mike Bray has to go out, and he's got to find some bigs to take over because John Mooney's going to graduate here at the end of this year. And right now... Mike Bray's got a team with a lot of perimeter players, but not much on the inside to go get some rebounds or play some defense. Coming up in the next future episodes, we'll get some uh, voices in here that can speak into basketball, whether it be here locally or you know nationwide. I'm excited about that. Basketball, yeah. how, how far off are we? Well, Big Ten Media Day is today, as a matter of fact. Oh. Uh, Jim Delaney started the Big Ten Media Day by congratulating us his coaches for having the least number of people winding up on the FBI rap sheet through the college basketball scandal. So uh, I guess that's the Big Ten's crowning achievement over the offseason. But, yeah, we're uh, the games will start right around the uh, first week of November. As for college football, let's talk about a team that's to the north of us, the Spartans. Boy, they've got a handful this week. They're they're coming off the win over Indiana, and, and Brian Lewerke has been playing very well as a quarterback this year. However, now they have to go up and play the Buckeyes of Ohio State in Columbus. I guess go down rather than go up. And Ryan Day's offense, granted, they played Miami of Ohio, and that jacked the stats there. But they're averaging over 50 points a game. They're third in the nation in scoring offense. And Michigan State's got to find a way to stop this crazy train. And I... I, I don't know that the Spartans have enough in the tank to get that done. Speaking of Ohio State, yeah, do you see Urban Meyer in a school sweatshirt hoodie pullover anytime soon? Well, a lot of people think that he's going to wind up at USC. They think Clay Helton is in trouble at USC. Uh, USC's program is in tumult. Uh, they've had a new university president. The athletic director, Lynn Swan, just stepped down. Who is going to be the defender of Clay Helton when it comes time at the end of the year to evaluate him? Um, and USC really has not been sound 
under the Helton regime. They lost to Washington at Washington by a couple of touchdowns last week. And Washington's a good football team. But when you think of USC, you think of a, a team that should be, year in and year out, a championship contender. And it's been a long time since the Trojans have been a championship contender. Well, how do you make them a championship contender? You bring in a coach that knows how to win championships. And Urban Meyer's sitting there on the sidelines. Let's stay out on the West Coast for a brief moment. What college would benefit the most from this new California passing of players can get endorsements? Well, again, you would think right away of USC. They're sitting there in the heart of Los Angeles. Um, So you've got the entertainment business. You've got all kinds of different uh, businesses there. This is such a nuanced situation here with this pay for play thing remember the money is not coming from the universities it's coming from outside forces uh who want to you know basically profit off or not they're not profiting off of but they want to pay for a player to endorse their product basically the rule is put in place so that a player can benefit from their name or likeness Okay, I say a rule, it's a law. It's a law that California has passed. And it won't take effect for four years. So you're a restaurant in California, and you want to say uh, John Martin eats at your restaurant, and he's the quarterback at USC. And so you go and you pay John Martin to appear in an ad saying, yeah, I eat at Country Joe's Bar and Grill or something like that. Well, that would be legal now, whereas the NCAA says, no, you can't do that because that violates your amateur status. I tend to side with the player on that. My question is, what's going to keep somebody from just floating money to a player without really any kind of benefit to the business. What's the difference between a business paying for an advertisement and some booster just slipping a player 50K just because? And I don't know that that's all been worked out. The other thing to remember about this is there's only going to be a few players that are going to benefit from this. You got a 95-man football roster. Look Look in the Notre Dame bookstore, Corey. If you look in the Notre Dame bookstore, what jerseys do you see right now? Probably uh, Ian Books, maybe uh, one of the star wide receivers and a big defensive player, maybe. Maybe, but prob- you know, probably not. Probably not. And then, okay, let's say, let's say, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. So number nine over the years has been a popular jersey in the bookstore. Kyle Rudolph wore it. Tom Zbikowski wore it. Jeff Burris wore it back in the day. If if players get a cut from the selling of a number nine jersey, which one of those players gets the cut? Gotcha. Number three, I see that jersey around a lot. Yeah. And that's multiple players, right? Who gets that? Jarius Jackson. Joe, Joe Montana. Oh, Ron Paulus, Michael Floyd. 
Interesting. Whoever wears number three now, mm-hmm. you know, the these are all things that kind of have to be worked out. And that's just football. Okay, so men's and women's basketball might have a couple players on each of those teams. After that, who who on the Notre Dame campus is going to get paid for their likeness or their imaging? Somebody from the baseball team? Somebody from the volleyball team? Swimmer? Rower? Fencer? I don't think so. So, it, I mean, it is pure capitalism. It's, you know, being able to benefit from your name and, and your likeness. And I get that. But it's it's going to be a case of the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to widen the gulf on that. Where are you heading off to today, sports-wise? Sports-wise, I'm going over to Concord today to see the Minutemen. They are 6-0. They're ranked number three in the AP Class 5A poll. They have a huge Northern Lakes Conference game with the other team that's undefeated in their conference, and that is the Plymouth Rockies on Friday night. Between the years 2005 and 2015, either Concord or Plymouth won every Northern Lakes Conference football title. Over the last three years, however... Neither team has won an NLC football title, so they're both hungry to get back to the top. I stopped by Plymouth on Monday and talked to the Rockies, who are 5-1. and one. They lost on opening night. They've won five straight since. And I asked, well, what's clicking for this team right now? And Andrew Himes, their offensive lineman, and their head coach John Barron had a few words to say. Uh, I believe our offense is executing the plays we need to execute. Uh, our defense getting turnovers. We have a good turnover ratio. Um, just that we're playing as a team. We're there for each other, and we're making sure we get the job done. I like these guys. You know, Chuck. I told you a long time ago. I, this is a good group of seniors. Um, you know, we're scoring a lot of points. Um, we're getting better defensively. Uh, you know, we're, we're plus 12 in the turnover ratio. I think. Craig, I think they're plus 13, so again, some similarities there, but we're taking care of the ball, um, and you know, our kids are fun to watch. We've got a lot of playmakers. Mm-hmm. We've got some pretty good offensive and defensive linemen, so, you know, I like our guys. Boy, two very similar quarterbacks in this game, too, Corey. Ethan Kane of Concord, 15 touchdown passes, no interceptions this year. Joe Barron of Plymouth, second in the state in passing yards. 18 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's going to wind up holding every Plymouth passing record by the time he graduates. This should be a fun one Friday night, live on Facebook at 7 and on TV 46 Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. If you follow Chuck on Twitter at 46sports, you'll see those videos. We basically just steal the audio from that and put it on our podcast. Nothing wrong with a little thievery now and then, especially when we're stealing from ourselves. That's right. You've also got a poll on there today. Hockey season opens tonight. What will happen with the Blackhawks and the Red Wings this year? Have you voted in the poll yet? I've not. Let's do this live on the air. Here are my choices. Both make postseason. Hawks do. Wings don't. Wings do. Hawks don't. Both don't make playoffs. I have two questions. Mm -hmm. What did the Blackhawks do last season? Both these teams failed to make the playoffs last year. How about the year before? Year before, I think the Hawk. I don't think the Hawks have made the playoffs for the last two years, nor have the Wings. Now, are the Hawks healthy enough? Have they made the kind of moves? They got a new backup goalie to help out Corey Crawford, who's oft injured. 
I know which way I'm voting, but I'm curious as you, just kind of casual fan, mm-hmm. look at that, which way you're going to go. Boy, I have some diehard Blackhawk fans and some Red Wing fans as friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go positive. They both make postseason. Let's see what the results are right now. 27% of the vote right now. And what's the majority going with? Hawks make it. Wings don't. That's what I would have voted to. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a whole day worth of uh, voting at 46 Sports on Twitter. Also, we'll put on there shortly, uh, who will win tonight's American League wildcard? Will it be Oakland or Tampa Bay? But I'm not sure that Michiana is really riveted to that. We were talking high school football, though. I've got the uh, I've got the standings okay. right here in front of me, and there's some big games this week, Corey. One of those big games has Penn going to New Prairie. Penn is an enigma locked in a mystery, wrapped in a riddle. Winston Churchill. They are three and three on the year. The three teams that have beaten them. Are elite teams. Yes. Valparaiso's ranked number two in 5A. Homewood Flossmore is one of the powers of Illinois. Cincinnati St. Xavier is one of the powers of Ohio. And Penn really wasn't close in any of those three games. The three teams they have beaten, they have beaten badly. And those three teams have a combined record of 1 in 17. So are the Kingsmen any good? I don't know. New Prairie is. New Prairie is. New Prairie is 6-0. and uh, They just got done with a thumping of Adams, a team that Penn had thumped the previous week. Uh, New Prairie is sitting there at 6-0, and 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 you look at the teams that they've beaten. They did beat Mishawaka, 28-27. They beat them by one point on the road. So how will New Prairie handle Penn? Last year, Penn embarrassed them. Penn embarrassed them at TCU Freed Field in a game we covered on TV 46. I can tell you this much. That weighs heavily on the minds of the New Prairie Cougars. They have been itching for this game for 365 days. And here come the big boys from Granger and Mishawaka. And that'll be a really interesting game at AMC Miller Field. What's the atmosphere like at New Prairie? They're fired up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cougar Crazies, as they call them, their student body, Mm -hmm. they will be out in full force, as will their crowd. They'll have a huge crowd there for that game. Also, a big game in the Doonlin Conference this week, a battle of the unbeatens. Merrillville, coached by former Warsaw running back Brad Cease, takes on Valparaiso. Both of those teams are 6-0. The game at Valparaiso, Valpo with a couple of Division I players on its defense. Huge game in the Hoosier North Conference this week. Knox goes to Pioneer. Knox 6-0. They're ranked number 8 in the AP poll. Uh, Pioneer, Pioneer Corey, in Adam Berry's tenure there, 49-2. and Not too shabby. So those two go head-to-head on Friday night. And then up in Michigan, a couple of really good games. Here's one in the Southwest 10. Battle of the Unbeatens, Battle of the Ranked Teams. Cassopolis, the Rangers, go into White Pigeon and take on the Chiefs, both of those teams, 5-0. and And then also on Friday night, you've got Constantine and Schoolcraft. Uh, Constantine having a great year. Schoolcraft, I think, has one loss. 
So that should be a good one, too. So a lot of great high school football matchups coming up this week. And if you're a high school fan, uh, a pretty good soccer game tonight up on the north side of South Bend over at St. Pat's Park as Marion, ranked number one in Class 2A, takes on arch-rival St. Joe and all that's at stake is the lead of the Northern Indiana Conference. One year ago today, we lost Tom Petty. Really? I Been love a me whole some, year? I love me some Tom Petty. I do, too. Favorite Tom Petty song? Uh, Running Down a Dream. That's a good one. Today, right now, as you ask yeah. me that. I won't back down. I never get sick of hearing that one. Um, Don't Come Around Here No More. I thought that was a fantastic music video back in the heyday of the 80s, but it's a it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an American girl. Yeah. Saw Tom Petty twice. Great live show. Oh, I bet. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I watched Stumptown on ABC. Yeah, tell me about it. The girl from uh, The Shield uh, from uh, the Marvel movies. You were semi-fired up for this show. It's a good show. Okay. She's she's a handful. She's got a past, a military past. She's got herself a gambling problem, and she's going to be a uh, private investigator. Her best friend is uh, Nick from New Girl, who has opened up a bar. Okay. She takes care of her brother, who is a special needs young man, but he's a, a, a going to be a you know a secondary character on the show. Mm-hmm. And then she works closely with a, a police officer detective, who uh, she's already done the mambo number five between the sheets on the first episode. Well, once again, she's got some low self esteem issues, but it was a good show. I was I was into it. Okay. Takes place allegedly in Portland, Oregon. So there's the weirdness of Portland kind of yes. weaved in into the show, but I thought it was a decent show. Well, that might have to do a wrap because we've got a staff meeting to go to. We do. And uh, on Friday, I'll have a Joker review for you. And we'll hear from Kirk McKnight. He's got a new book out called The Voice. Well, he's got an old book out called The Voices of Baseball and a new book out about Dale Murphy called Playing Clean. And he also parks cars in Las Vegas. So there, there's that. <laughs> Until next time, sports fans. Ooga luga, Heine Manoush. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And by Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.